Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Golden Astrologer podcast. I'm Deb McBride, and I am broadcasting from lovely Escazú, Costa Rica, where I have just been outside to see the sunset. I was actually about to start this podcast, and then I saw the sun coming through the window, and I stepped outside and walked down the street and saw the beautiful, gorgeous, deep, bright orange sky, which was absolutely heavenly, and uh, it just was a real highlight, and it's a miraculous, sensitive, gorgeous thing to behold here in Costa Rica, so I try not to miss it, and I did an Instagram video a little while ago, and actually, um, it was starting to thunder, and it was starting to sprinkle a little bit, and that all went away. And what I was speaking of was the sun. So the first thing we need to talk about is the sun that I just went outside and witnessed. So the sun is in the end of Taurus. And naturally, when it's in an earth sign, it talks to other planets and other earth signs. And if you've been following me, you know that Jupiter and Pluto are in the earth sign of Capricorn. So um, the sun has made a very lovely aspect that we call a trine, which is a 120 degree aspect to Pluto on Friday and then made one today uh, to Jupiter, the same aspect because they are very close together and Jupiter and Pluto. And so the sun is illuminating and highlighting and connecting with Jupiter and Pluto and sort of reinforcing their connection to one another. Now, uh, briefly, we spoke about this last week because I mentioned that on Friday, the sun was going to be trining Pluto. So Pluto, as we know, is the transformative, deep-rooted uh, planet of the underworld and where we go to seek transformation, to seek new life, to seek a dramatic experience. And last week, the whole week was a dramatic experience, but we'll get to that. Um, <laughs> so since Jupiter and Pluto are still very close together, the sun touched one and then touched the other. And so Jupiter went retrograde in the last few days. It went retrograde on Thursday. And the experience of the sun touching a retrograde Pluto, then a retrograde Jupiter, is bringing back the memory, the memory of when they were together. And when was that? April 4th. So you remember that I have spoken many times about the fact that Jupiter and Pluto are sort of replacing the energy that Saturn and Pluto had together. And Jupiter came in and sat at the table that Saturn left. So the sun once again has connected uh, and reminded us about this. So once again, we've been reminded and the sun did it this time. So the sun illuminates. It is our life force. And when we experience the life force, it is important to recognize its potency and that it's the get up and go and it's the experience of wanting to live another day and, and the joy of a new day. And so it touched both of those planets and Pluto first and sun illuminating what may have been unconscious forces, unconscious waves in your life, um, the depth of your life, something deep and profound may have come forward on Friday. And then today, it touched Jupiter, which is the planet of abundance and the planet of um, expansion and 
fortune and the planet of opening your heart and opening your mind. And when they come together, as they did on April 4th, they reminded us that we have to do something this year, that we have to manifest something new in this new normal. And what is happening now is that they are both retrograde, as I mentioned, and the sun touched both of them and is, you know, illuminating something for us. And I hope that you experience something profoundly illuminating in these last few days. I know I did. I hope that my hope for everyone is that something struck you and something opened your heart or opened your mind or you opened to a new level or a new dimension. And it was extremely profound and fulfilling. And it should be. That's what Jupiter and Pluto's goal is for us, to be profound and fulfilling. So they are on their way back to meet one another again. And they're going to meet on June 30th. And they are both retrograde now, so they're traveling towards one another. So up until Thursday, Jupiter was direct. Pluto was retrograde from a few weeks ago. And now, now they are traveling back to connect to reconnect. So this is exciting because we're going to get another view and another chance to experience what we want to manifest and what we ex would like to connect to in our life, the next chapter in this new experience, this new level that we're at. So I hope that something was mind expanding, powerful, mind blowing, heart expanding for you in these last few days. And this is something that we have to keep in mind as we go forward this year to, to expand the heart, expand the mind. What have you learned in these months? You know, it's been about a month and a half since they were actually exactly conjunct. But now we've got about another month and a half until they are going to be conjunct again. And so we're at the halfway point of the two conjunctions and the sun beautifully is highlighting them and illuminating something to us. Get excited. This is something good. Get excited. This moving forward um, of the sun, you know, touching them is in reminding us to, to, of, of our journey. And if it's, if last week was hard, last week was kind of hard. It was intense last week. Jupiter and Pluto was a nice way to end the week. So that the sun is tying the two of them again, connecting the two of them again. And we are being, uh, elevated to something new in our lives. So I hope it was incredible. Last week was two planets changing signs and three planets going retrograde and that was a lot of action and it was busy it was exhausting it was non-stop and I made a bunch of videos for Instagram if you haven't seen them so go look um but you know Mercury entered Gemini Mars entered Pisces Venus went retrograde Saturn went retrograde Jupiter went retrograde so this was, that was, this was an enormous amount of shifting energy last week. And everyone I know that I talked to was scrambling and doing something and getting something together. And we have to move out and we have to uh, create something new and we have to get on the ball and we have to, we just have to keep moving. And that's what last week was about. It was about movement. That was an enormous amount of movement in a week and really five days or four days because it all happened between Monday and Thursday. And then Friday we were like, oh, oh, 
can I breathe now? Um, so yeah, so here we are. And what's happening now is that, yes, we're going to have another, another couple of events this week. <laughs> Not so intense, but the sun is going to change signs. So the sun is at the end of Taurus, as I mentioned, and it's spending its last couple of days in Taurus. And now it's going into Gemini, and that will be on Wednesday, the 20th. It will go into Gemini. So powerful, okay? So you know what that means? That means there's a whole lot of planets in Gemini, and that means that there's a whole lot of planets in air signs. So what we're looking at is a bunch, a bunch of air in the sky that we did not have previously. You know, for a while there, we had no air in the sky, and it was all Earth. Remember back in January how it was all Earth? Well, now we have some Earth. We definitely have Earth because we have Uranus and Taurus, and we have the Jupiter-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn, even though they're not exactly conjunct, they're three degrees apart, but we have both of them in Earth, and we have, you know, as of Wednesday, we'll have the Sun in Gemini, Venus in Gemini, Mercury in Gemini, and the North Node in Gemini, and, you know, it's interesting because um, what's going to happen is uh, there's, you know, there's going to be so much air and it's all as things enter Gemini, you know, Mercury entered Gemini and it made a nice relationship to Saturn last Tuesday. And the sun is entering Gemini this week and it's going to make a nice relationship to Saturn um, on Friday. And so we're going to see, you know, all of this air come back. The thoughts are here. The ideas are here. The words are here. If you didn't have the words before, now you have the words. If you thought that words failed you, words no longer fail you. There's so much energy in Gemini right now. And so busy brain is really active right now. If your brain is overactive, if your brain is just moving too fast, Slow it down, calm it down, get in touch with the Earth, the three planets on Earth, and just be with them. Because not only is all that in Gemini, but Saturn's in, Gemini, uh, Saturn's in Aquarius, and so there, there's more air. So by the end of this week, on Friday, the moon will go into Gemini, and we will have a new moon. But that means we're going to have the sun, the moon, Venus, Mercury, and the North Node all in Gemini. So the North Node tells us to honor your thoughts, honor your own opinions, honor your own ideas and what you have set out as an idea. Don't be swayed by uh, the opinions and the ideas of the, the masses or the teachers or the supposed teachers. If you feel something is right, then follow it. If you make a mistake, you learn, you gain wisdom. But right now, it's about trusting your thoughts and your your thoughts, your ideas, your, you know, and I always talk about intuition. Um, yes, you want, you want to pay attention to your intuition always. And Mars is in Pisces, and it's telling us to pay attention to intuition, of course. But with everything in Gemini, we have to find the words and do the writing and speak the words and say the words and you know, if we can't say them out loud, then we have to whisper them in the night to the person we want that want to hear them. So if you can't tell that person that you love them, then maybe you need to just whisper it softly 
as you're going to sleep and tell them that you love them. Because Venus is retrograde in Gemini, and maybe right now is not the right time to tell someone you love them for the first time ever. But, you know, it's important to recognize the words, the thoughts, the ideas, the um, intelligence, your own intelligence. And if you can articulate something to someone that's important, well, then that's great. Um, so what's going to happen this week is, you know, right now the moon is in Aries and it's going to join Chiron and then it's going to move in the next few days into Taurus and, um, and then it's going to move into Gemini Friday morning, but the new moon is at 1.39 p.m. on Friday afternoon in Eastern Standard Time. So that'll be 11.30 my time or so. That's a busy day, Friday. Friday's a busy, busy day. So, you know, um, it's busy for lots of reasons. It's busy because, you know, the moon is going to make all these aspects. So the moon, as it goes through Taurus, is going to find the place the sun has just touched. So Thursday and Friday, the moon will trine Pluto and then, you know, trine Jupiter, just like the sun has. So the moon will connect these planets again. So we'll feel this radiance again. And then the sun will be trining Saturn because the sun will be in early Gemini, trining Saturn in Aquarius. And then um, what's going to happen is the sun and the moon are going to conjunct. And they are going to conjunct at about two degrees and some minutes of Gemini. And that's very early Gemini. Now, if you have a planet in early Gemini, you know, you're going to get the new moon on that. If you, um, you know, have something in early Aquarius or Libra, you're going to probably feel it too. But uh, one of the interesting things is that, that when Venus turns direct, she'll turn direct at about five degrees of Gemini. Now, this is not exactly the new moon where Venus is going to be, but it's close. And the moon will hit that degree on Friday. The moon will hit the degree after being highlighted by the sun, the moon is going to come to the degree on Friday where Venus will go direct at the 25th of June. So this is important to pay attention. Friday is important to pay attention to for a number of reasons. One of them is this. So, okay, so we have a new moon. Yeah, good time to gather your thoughts, articulate your ideas, put them out into the world, think, talk, Put your ideas, make a video, put it out there, show people what you, you're thinking, what your, what your ideas are. Um, get together with people. You know, Gemini is the sign of the twins. If you can see people, if you're in a place that's, you know, where you're allowed to visit, um, you can visit and share ideas or share ideas remotely. But this is, it's going to be busy, busy, busy days ahead with so much energy in Gemini. And, you know, I can feel the crackle and the sizzle already, even though the sun is not in Gemini yet. We still have only a couple days left and Wednesday, that's it. It's in Gemini and we've got a month of Gemini and Venus will be with it the whole time. And Mercury, Mercury is spinning, whizzing right through Gemini because it went there last Monday and it's only going to be there for another week and a half, it's going to fly through Gemini and then go into Cancer. So when Mercury speeds up like that, we only have a short amount of time for it to be in its, its home sign. It's ruling the heavens right now. And that means everybody's looking to Mercury. So the sun is look, will look to Mercury. The moon will look to Mercury. Venus will, is looking to Mercury. Um, 
the, the North Node is looking to Mercury. Mercury is the planet of communication. So what are we doing? We're communicating. We have to communicate as best as possible right now. So one of the things, Mercury is going to conjunct Venus. Now, Venus is retrograde, but Mercury will come and talk to Venus on Friday. So we've got Mercury talking to Venus, and then Mercury's going to go square Neptune right after that, um, several hours later. So Mercury's going to say, Venus told me what she desires. Hey, Neptune, can you make this wish come true? Um, and, you know, let's let's chat this out because Mercury's going to square Neptune. So maybe Mercury will say, ah, Venus, she's crazy, you know. But what's important, <laughs> what's important is that we recognize that Mercury's going to contact Venus and then contact Neptune, Venus being the planet of love and beauty and what we desire, what we wish for, what we want, what we want. And money. <laughs> it's the planet of money. So maybe there's a way to communicate uh, your financial um, wishes to the universe because, you know, Mercury's going to be talking to Neptune after that. So maybe maybe it's a good time to meditate on, on what you need and what you want. And if you haven't been working during this time, maybe it's time to, like, visualize and, and, send, and create something new through your, through your meditative practice. Um, but in the meantime, on Wednesday, let's go back a couple days, we've got Venus squaring Neptune and we've got the sun entering Gemini. So Venus is going to square Neptune. And remember what I said two weeks ago, that we were going to have another Venus square Neptune. So on the 3rd of May, Venus squared Neptune. And since Venus turned around only like a week later she was going to give Neptune another visit and that's what happened on Wednesday is going to happen on Wednesday so it happened Sunday the third and that was already two weeks ago I can't even believe it and here we are she's going to talk to Neptune again this Wednesday so here's another one of those patterns what did you what did you experience on Sunday the 3rd? Did you have something new? Did you experience something where you talk to your friends or you talk to a loved one or you had something incredible happening? And if so, well, then, you know, maybe something amazing is going to happen on Wednesday. Or maybe there was something that was a little... Uh, irritating that day because it is a square. It's not a smooth aspect. But, you know, Mer uh, the, the moon was opposing um, Neptune that day. So there may have been some confusion. There may have been some dialogue that was not clear because, remember, Venus is in Gemini. And so some sorting out of details. And then here we are Wednesday. We're going to have maybe the next chapter of that. And then I think it's not going to be till like the end of mid end of July that we see Venus and Neptune get back together again in a square. So this is this is another story. So what chapter started and what chapter continues? What's the next chapter on the twentieth? So lots going on, lots going on, and remember that when you have a story like this going, it's good to relate. This is this is good to relate the events like have you evolved has there been an evolution has there been a devolution remember venus squared neptune 
then transited a little longer and then went retrograde. And so now we've got not just, Venus was direct back then. Venus is now retrograde. She's talking differently to Neptune. She's having a more of a secretive conversation with Neptune or a revealing conversation with Neptune. And so let's see what happens. Venus and Neptune are kindred because Neptune is supposedly what we call the higher octave of Venus. And Venus is exalted in Neptune's sign of Pisces. So Venus is love, beauty, again, money, <laughs> art. Um, Neptune is the glamorization of those things. Uh, it could be a glamorizing of beauty or art, or it could be the... Um, the experience of spiritualizing it, the spiritual effects of Venus and Neptune together. It's a very spiritual aspect. It could be a, an incredibly imaginative experience of Venus and Neptune because they are connecting with each other in a in in a little bit of a rough way, but they're but they're talking. So there is a conversation going on. Um, and maybe Venus is saying to Neptune, I, I want this. And Neptune's saying, yeah, let's do it. And, it's, and they're dreaming up something beautiful. Because when Venus and Neptune get together, it's, it's heavenly. And they don't do this very often. They did it a few months ago back when Venus was in Pisces. So there's, there should be something what, you know, we can think about Venus when she was in Pisces and how she talked to Neptune and, you know, by conjunction. And now she's having another conversation with Neptune that might be a little more discomfort, but it's, it's important to recognize the chapters in this story. So chapter, the chapters probably started right back in, the story started back in February, but um, chapter one here, the last chapter was on the third, and now the 20th will bring us another chapter. So let's see what happens. In the meantime, um, when we get to Friday, we have this new moon. So the months are flying by, and it seems like it was just like the new moon in Taurus when it was with Uranus. But this new moon will be, you know, trining Saturn, and it's going to be with a whole bunch of other planets in Gemini. So there's going to be moments when, you know, the next day, the 23rd on Saturday, Venus and the moon will get together. So the moon will then go talk to Venus after talking to the sun. So this is good. This is, this is movement. This is air. This is words. This is dialogue. This is communication. This is articulation. This is how do we speak to each other sweetly and how do we get our ideas across and how do I give value to my ideas and validity to my ideas. So um, communication should run a little more smoothly this week. Um, and then what happens? We have the moon going then into Cancer, which it will do Sunday, but most of next Sunday the moon is void. It's void from 7.09 a.m. Eastern Time to 7.09 p.m., interestingly enough, exactly 12 hours and Gemini, and then it will go into Cancer. And then next week sees Memorial Day in the United States, and then the moon will be in Cancer then, um, and then Mars will start talking to Uranus. Um, but while we are in this place, we are 
in, you know, in this Geminian kind of energy, you're going to feel more of a, a, a shot of this once Wednesday comes. Think about what it is that you want to communicate and put out in the world. And what are you dreaming of? Because that's what Venus is speaking to Neptune about. And then she's going to go talk to Mercury, and then Mercury's going to go talk to Neptune. So there, are, there's a conversation going on here where Mercury's like, oh, okay, all right, let's see if Neptune can make our dreams come true. And that's it. This week we have to make our dreams come true. We have to try to see, recognize what the dreams are saying to us, saying to us because it's all in Gemini, and how are we going to make this you know, come true. So why, how make a wish on the new moon? The new moon is a, a very potent one because there's so many planets in the same sign and then the moon moves quickly. So it's going to touch all of those planets and all of those points and it'll hit that North node before it leaves on probably on Sunday, it'll hit that North node and it's going to visit all of these planets. And so there's a lot of activity going on where we get to make a wish on this activity. Um, the new moon is always a time to try to manifest something. So maybe you've got a brainstorm because that's, that's what Gemini energy does. It brainstorms. And what else is happening? Um, as we get to the end, unbelievably we're winding down next week we start winding down may so but we're still only at the 17th and what's going to happen is that uh we're going to have this right now the sun uh, finishing its time in taurus until next year um as the sun is moving out of taurus the moon will move into taurus but the moon is going to be pretty much okay until it goes in Aries until it goes void on Tuesday, 4:30 p.m. Eastern time, um, and then it's going to be in Taurus at 10:10 10, p.m. So there's almost six hours where it's void, and so there's that time where the moon is, you know, not in its at its best in Aries, but that's okay. Then it's going to move into Taurus, which it likes very much. The moon likes to be in Taurus and then stay there for a couple of days while the sun goes to Gemini. And so this is a week to have a new idea, birth a new idea, make a wish on that idea, make some wishes, watch your dreams come true, communicate your ideas. Don't be afraid of communicating. And that's the other thing. Rarely do we see so much energy in Gemini and and making a good aspect to Saturn, which is, means Saturn saying, yeah, go ahead, do it, communicate. Let's be a little innovative because Saturn's in Aquarius. So if you feel the need, if you feel the urge, speak up because that's important this week. And that's about it. Thankfully, it's going to be, it's energetic, but it's a different energy than last week. Last week was too much shifting too much shifting of planets into signs and too many shifting planets in different directions. So we're not going to have so much of that this week. We're just going to have one planet change signs and that's the sun going to Gemini. And then we have this lovely new moon, which is going to shrine Saturn. So I say, if you have an idea, Saturn is the manifestation because Saturn's always very tangible. If you have an idea, try to make it come true. A wish, a dream, something come true. 
And that's it for this week. I thank you for listening. I have videos appearing on Instagram regularly. I am on Twitter at Deb Astrology. I am here on my podcast every week. My uh, website is thegoldenastrologer.com, and that's where you can go and book a session with me. I also have a YouTube channel. And I am actually starting to teach a class this week on Monday and Tuesday. And I've talked about that before in the cl- in the past. So if that goes well these next few weeks, then maybe we'll do it again. I thank you for listening. Have a beautiful Geminian week. And, you know, enjoy the duality. Be versatile. Be flexible. That's what Gemini is all about. And go out and see a sunset. Have a good week.